0: Hey, this is Old School Headbanger. When I'm on the road, I listen to Dom at Maximum Threshold Radio every Saturday night from 8 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Be there, not at some gig in the
1: city in the meatpacking district with a bunch of top-shelf penis.
2: Automatic defense procedures initiated.
1: What we've got here is...
2: Maximum voltage.
3: Is maximum threshold. Call the show
2: at 440-709-4977
3: Maximum threshold.
2: And here's your hosts, Dom. He's actually quite smart. He just makes errors of judgment along
0: the way. Fantastic one.
4: Good people, that's some seventh calling the battle call going out to New York groove. Starting this episode uh, with some heavy shit right there. These guys will be calling in, in a little while, so I just want to turn you guys on to some of this. I got a couple more things here. I'm gonna, t- I'm gonna take a break, I'm gonna play some music for you. Then we'll come back. We got some cool interview stuff, and we'll keep you here for the next couple hours just bullshitting with you, you know, just doing what we do every week. Been doing that for a long time. We're planning on doing it for a longer, more time, too. So here you go, man. I'll be right back after this here. Check this out. Some, Some pretty cool stuff here for you.
2: Seems so bright It'll...
4: And there you go, that's by request, that was some white line with broken heart, broken heart. That went out to um, somebody, I don't even remember, Um, my phone's been going crazy with um, song requests. Hey, I just want to throw this out there, if you guys are listening to us live, you get to hear all this cool stuff that we're playing. Because I played some Accept, and it's all kind of other stuff. I had to hit pause on the recorder so the people who are tuning in to us and um, the podcast version, man, you're missing out on all this stuff. I'm only, I'm only playing like select songs that are on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Like we played um, Seventh Calling," we started the show, and we played some Asriel Bane. And that's, I think, that's all we got in the recording so far. I got like 12 minutes on the recorder, but we've been broadcasting for let's see. Uh, an hour and three minutes. So I'm telling you, man, you gotta listen to us live at maximumthreshold.net Saturday nights at eight o'clock, man, because we'll be blowing the charts up, man, man. Hmm. This is
2: the alien, and I'm in a tornado warning, but I'm still listening to Maximum Threshold on the net. Ah!
4: Yes, you are. <laughs> oh, I got to hear this. I've been talking with this person. We're gonna be, she's going to be making her return appearance. One of our alumni are be coming back on the show to get caught up with her. So this is who we're going to be having on soon.
5: Hi, this is Shawnee Salt from White Zombie. You're listening to Maximum
4: Threshold. That's right. She'll be on here pretty soon. So stay tuned. Look on the website. We'll be throwing up all the updates. Of who's going to be on the show, who was on the show, and who we would like to see on the show. And you know, for the most time, we always bullshit. We always say, yeah, we're going to get that person on, and like, we have no clue yet. But then once we start working on it, it always happens. Everybody, you know how it is. Like, I'm trying to think of what band we wanted to get on here, and we got on. Um, like I'll give you an example. Like wanted to get Aerosmith on here. They had Joe Perry on here a bunch of times. Uh, let's see, who else? What other big band that I like that I wanted on here I kiss we had uh let's see Bruce we had ace didn't get the two other two knuckleheads, but uh hit Eric on who else we have um I don't know who else, well, I don't remember who else we we had a few other people, not so much well, We had we had Bob. He was on here just a couple weeks ago. And he did a bunch of that, all that stuff on Alive 2. All the studio stuff. Pretty good, wasn't it? (laughs) Yep. So, um... Did you know the one interview that I've been wanting to get on here? I've been wanting to get King Diamond on here. Uh, I have to pursue that again. i got to get the balls rolling again. Get him on here. We had everybody else in this damn band on here except for him Listen to this
5: Hi, uh, this is andler rock and you're listening to maximum threshold radio
4: that's right mm-hmm. ah, let's see should i knock this music news out and get it out of the way so we got an interview coming on here at, in about eight minutes or so and where should we wait afterwards well maybe i should knock this music news out it's only two minutes And also, I get to know what the hell's going on, too, in the music news as well as you do. So here we go, man. Don't go nowhere. We'll be right back after these messages here on your Maximum Threshold Radio. What's up?
3: This is Satchel from one of the greatest heavy metal bands of all time, Steel Panther. And you're listening to Maximum Threshold with Dom.
1: Hey guys, this is Ron from YouTube's Rock and Metal News, and this is your Maximum Threshold Rock and Metal News report. Former Killswitch-Engage vocalist Howard Jones, now of his current band Light the Torch, is in the studio with Crowbot. The band are working on their new album set for release in 2018. Crowbot posted on Instagram, this badass mofo is hanging out in the studio for a few days. So stay tuned. And Project 86 have released a new song titled MHS from their 10th album titled Sheep (laughs) Among Wolves, which will be out on December the 5th. You can take a listen at loudwire.com for a limited time. And video of Metallica's full performance from their show November 9th from the Band Together Bay Area Benefit Concert is now streaming on YouTube. There were many musicians that performed, such as Rancid, Dave Matthews, and Tim Reynolds, Dead & Company, among many others. 100% of the ticket proceeds went to the Northern California Fire Relief. You can go to the 2-hour, 40-minute mark to see where Metallica's performance starts. Continuing with your threshold.net rock and metal news, collectors get ready for colored vinyl pressings of some Demu Borger albums to be out December 22nd, released through Nuclear Blast. They will release 1995's debut for All Tid. Uh, be, that'll be available in orange vinyl. 1997's Enthroned Darkness Triumphant will be released on dark green vinyl. And 2003's Death Cult Armageddon will be out on silver vinyl. And BBC Radio 2 are featuring some in-concert shows recently. And Deep Purple are performing an exclusive show in November. The show will take place direct from the BBC Radio Theatre in London. They will play their classics and some songs from their new album, Infinite. It will take place on Thursday, November the 16th. And you can watch the whole show live from 8pm on the BBC Red Button, which is available by pressing red from any BBC TV channel. And finally, Guns N' Roses just keep rolling along. They're bringing their Not in This Lifetime tour into 2018 with 13 stadium shows in Europe. They're also performing at headline slots at Download Festival UK, Paris, and Madrid, among many others. Check out their official website for the tour dates. This is Ron from YouTube's Rock and Metal News with a Z, and this has been your Maximum Threshold Rock and Metal News Report. Thanks for tuning in. I request our request on
5: MaximumThreshold.net.
3: Hey everybody, this is Rob Halford, the Metal God, wishing everybody the best for the holiday season have a met, have a very metal Christmas.
2: Dominic on the Maximum Threshold Radio Show.
4: Some Judas Priest goes out by request. Ah, let's see, that goes out to Groove and his butt buddy Beavis. <laughs> oh, damn. I, I just make myself laugh. Oh, God, wait till they hear that. <clears throat> Maximum Threshold, you're on the air. Hello?
3: It's Trey Gather with Azrael's Bane.
4: Hey, what's going on, man? How are you, brother? Oh, pretty good. Just rocking out here tonight. So where are you guys at?
3: Uh, actually, sitting right now I'm sitting outside of a badass uh, Italian joint. Just got done having some awesome pasta. And uh, I'm letting it kind of matriculate at the moment, man. So Gotcha. <laughs>
4: So, did you go to Olive Garden and get the free food because you're a veteran? (laughs) No. No. Unfortunately, nothing free, man. (laughs) What'd you have?
3: I had lobster ravioli.
4: Damn. How was that? Which
3: was kind of like a mouthgasm. Yeah. (laughs) It was incredible, man. (laughs) Without things in your world brother oh
4: pretty, all right. oh yeah, yeah, same old stuff it's every week, just same just rocking out, man, just playing some stuff, getting the word out there, and doing what we gotta do here to help everybody out go cool, go cool. so what what city are you guys in right now? are you guys on the road or anything
3: no we're 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 uh we're currently doing pre production for uh our next record. At home we're in Houston, mm-hmm. Houston, Texas. Home of the uh world champion winning Houston Astros. Yeah. And uh the flood. right now, yeah, we're we're just we're, we're in the rehearsal room uh writing songs, man. Down there now, but we, we haven't we, we take an occasional gig here and there, uh, that drops in our laps. You know, if something cool comes along we'll do it. But for the most part right now we're fully focused on writing the next record.
4: Gotcha. What were you doing during the big flood down there?
3: Uh, Trying to find higher ground, bro. Yeah.
4: <laughs> tell me about it, man. Because I, I I haven't had a chance to talk with anybody on here. Just you just hear the stuff that was on the news.
3: Um, well, man, it was like uh, a week or two worth of suck, pretty yeah. much, man. It was uh, it was horrible. You know, I mean, um, my my uh my my house was fine. We didn't get any water, but you're watching it every day, seeing where it's coming. It came up a driveway a little bit, never got close to in our house but you know half the people i know had were underwater i, I lost i lost my truck in the flood i um, lost a vehicle in it you know it's just most of the people i know got screwed over somehow you yeah. know it was a bad deal man it was horrible mm. and uh you know a lot of people in this town are still trying to dig their way out of this it was a big mess it was it was it was absolutely catastrophically horrible i mean it it rained and rained and rained and rained and freaking rained. it just wouldn't stop raining and uh I never seen anything like it. You know, I've lived in this town for close to 30 years and I've been through hurricanes, been through stuff like, you know, you know, really bad uh storms and things, but that this thing was just like nothing else, man. It was it was uh insane. I mean, it rained like, catastrophic like buckets of rain for days without stopping. It was insane. Damn.
4: You know, the only thing I would look, uh, if, you know, if we ever have, we have, we have flooding and stuff like that, but it is nothing like that out here. That is, you see, like music equipment floating around. Did you see anything cool floating around? No, man,
3: no, <laughs> nothing cool, man. I saw, I saw people with all their, all their belongings, you know, yeah, piled up on the curb in front of their house, waiting for the, you know, for somebody to come pick it up and take it to the dump where they had, like, you know. Everything they owned, and they had some cool yeah. stuff out there. And then, but man, then you had like people coming picking through their trash, and while they're waiting for the insurance company to come along, and you know, uh, you know document their possessions and stuff. The whole mm-hmm. thing was just—it was a nightmare, dude. Yeah. I, I can't say it any other way. It was a, a a nightmare. Are we on? Are we on like uh, FM? Are we on uh, internet? Can it's internet. It's internet. Yeah, you
4: can say anything you want.
3: Okay. It was a fucking nightmare. I believe it was it. horrible. Worst worst thing I've ever seen in my life. And you know, I have some very good friends, some of my very very close friends that lost everything they had. Yeah. And um a lot of them. I'm not talking like two or three people. I'm talking a couple of dozen, you know. Mm-hmm. It it was um It was horrible, man. It, yeah. it was really really horrible. And and I don't know too many people that weren't affected by it in some way or another, and it, it was just bad, man. And we're we're still uh, we're still digging out of it, you know. Yeah. I mean, the storm's long past; it's been a few months, but you know, there's a whole lot of people that still aren't back in their houses, man. It's, it was um, it was bad, mm-hmm. really, really, really bad, dude.
4: You know what thing think? I was I was but, thinking about like down in New Orleans because they did, you know, down there when they bury people, they don't bury them underground; they're like above ground. They just put it all above the ground there, um, when they had the flood, did it, like um, the caskets go floating through the city or whatever? Well,
3: uh, yeah, it happened yeah. in New Orleans, but yeah. not here, you know, yeah. I mean, we're not, see, the, the <laughs> really huge difference between Houston and New Orleans is, oh, I know. is, is, is New Orleans is, is below sea level, you know. Yeah. We're not, you, you know, we're, we're not, like, way above sea level, but we're not below it, so... You know our cemeteries are like cemeteries anywhere else in the, in the world, but uh, yeah, dude, it's just—it it was just—it uh, was a biblical kind of thing, man. Damn. I mean, it, it did not stop raining, and it wasn't just regular rain. I'm talking like, yeah, raindrops the size of freaking Volkswagens, you know, and, and for like days and days without stopping. It was incredible. It was insane. Wow. It was just nuts.
4: What was some of the positives that, that people got out of that?
3: Well, you know, seeing on the news and stuff and seeing how much people pitched in to help each other, you know, was,
6: mm-hmm.
3: was incredible, man. People that had, that come from completely different, uh, socioeconomic backgrounds, or racial backgrounds or whatever. Nobody gave a shit about any of that. People were just pulling, roll up their sleeves and helping out their neighbors, man. And, and, uh, that was incredible. I I think, I think a nation saw it on the news, you know, you saw people going in on boats and stuff, pulling people out of, out of trouble and and nobody gave a shit about who you, where you came from or, you know, or what your race was or how much money you made or any of that. We're just, everybody was just about helping each other out. And it was, you know, to see the spirit, of the people in this city come together like that was pretty pretty damn incredible. It was mm. awesome. It made me proud to be a Houstonian.
4: Yeah. Do you believe it was um, the Major League Baseball, they planned to have the Astros win the World Series because of that?
3: Oh, hell no, man. <laughs> I know. I've I, I read that crap, but come <laughs> on, man. You know what? That. And I'm I will preface this by saying I am a gigantic Astros fan. Yeah. But, That team was just freaking badass. They were badass all year. They were badass before the storm hit, you know, and they were (laughs) badass after the storm hit. So, you know, that World Series was incredible. Los Angeles Dodgers are a great damn team, and Mm -hmm. they they played their asses off. The Astros were just a little bit better. So, you know, I'm just going to say that. There there was no – I mean, I don't know. I mean, you've seen this happen a couple of times in history where – you know, after Katrina, where the Saints ended up winning the Super Bowl the next year, with, it, it's a big, a big shot in the arm for the city. Yeah. You know, and, and it pumps everybody up. And the Astros winning the World Series was a, a big shot in the arm for this town. This town needed something to pick them up. You yeah. know, but I don't think MLB actually, you know, did, any, did anything to to help them along the way. I just think the team was the right place, right time, and I think the team took a little extra motivation from what happened to this town and how much they knew it would mean to this town if they could win it and it, it gave them a little bit extra motivation to do a little more
6: mm-hmm.
4: and
3: go above and beyond but I don't think there was any kind of extra help there I just don't. the team was just a freaking badass baseball team.
4: Did anybody? Was there any Pete Rose spottings out over there?
3: Uh, not that I know of man. <laughs> Didn't see any <me> Pete Rose. <laughs>
4: Okay, let's let's get back on your music here and talk a little bit about that and turn to people on who's not familiar with your music. You wanna give them like a little brief bio on yourself and the band?
3: Sure, man. Um Azure's Bane, we got together initially back in about two thousand two, I think it was.
6: Mm-hmm.
3: Um Jeff Clifton, one of the guitar players and myself, had a band prior to this, all through the nineties. Um called Ugly Wanda and and we we did the, we 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 put out one record and uh you know toured a little bit and did some stuff and uh you know it, it was a good band it was happening but it, it, eventually that band broke up due to some you know personal disagreements among the members or whatever like what happens with bands all the time and but Jeff and I decided we wanted to keep working together and so we went out to recruit other guys and we brought in Brent March as our bass player and our original drummer, Donnie Bragg, who were old friends of ours from other things that we'd known them over the years, brought those guys in and they immediately clicked. Um, and we started off playing ugly Wanda songs, but also writing new stuff together. And that's what ultimately became Azrael's Bane. So mm-hmm. that, that band started in 02. We've been going ever since uh, we took a little, hiatus uh between about 2009 and 2013 or so we took about five years off um, due to a lot of reasons but primarily our, our record deal we were on had at the time uh, the label we were on went out of business um, and the guys and i were just a little burnt out we had been on the road a lot and we just needed a break so we took we took a few years off but we never lost contact we, we're all really good friends we hang out at each other's houses all the time and And, uh, you know, we're barbecued and crawfish boils together and stuff like that all the time, always have for the last 20 some years. So, you know, when the time was right for us to get Bane going again, we did, which we did, I think it was, uh, 2015 or so. We we got back together in a rehearsal room, um, got things going again. And, uh, now, you know, here we are.
4: Gotcha. How was it playing Rocklahoma?
3: Kong was cool, man. It was uh my recollection of that gig was it was hotter than hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like the surface of the freaking sun hot um the crowds were awesome uh we had a great time um the year we played it uh was the year that tornado came through and 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 like le- leveled the side stages and we were uh actually sitting in our hotel room just kinda chilling out watching like h b o or something. And everybody's phones were blowing up. And people were calling us to find out if we were alive. Mm-hmm. And we're like, what the hell are you talking about? And we found out after the fact that a tornado had come through. And we had played, you know, a few hours before that. So we missed all that. But, yeah. uh, you know, so I, I remember all that. But you know, it, it was cool. We, it was, we had a great time. Um, you know, festivals are some of the coolest things to play. that There are. Because you got a lot of people. Big stage. A lot of other really cool bands, and and it makes for a good time.
4: Mm-hmm. Now, how how is how you know I I play in a band too, and I and I just enjoy man it the, the opportunity to get on a big stage and see a lot of people, and just going from a, from a settings like that, and you know, huge stage and festivals, then going back into the clubs. Which one do you feel like you have more? Um, it's more connection to yourself.
3: You know, I'll be honest, man a really big club gig is better uh, to me because a festival gig, you're like, you can have some kind of real personal interaction without uh, about the first 20 or 30 feet back or so from the stage beyond that. You can't see them, you know, because the lights or whatever. So, but in a big, in a big club gig, you know, where there's, I don't know, Five hundred or six hundred people there or something. Mm-hmm. To me, that's 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 the best kind of show because, um, you can kind of connect with everybody in the whole room. In a festival, the people in the back you can't even see them, you know. Oh, yeah. So it's it, it, it's all it, and don't get me wrong, both are awesome. You know, it, it, being on stage, period, at any time is oh, awesome. Yeah. It's always great. So, but for me personally, the best gigs for me are the ones like a large club gig with a really good crowd is just the best kind of show you can have
4: mm-hmm. what what's the best catering you've had at one of these festivals
3: best catering yeah uh wow uh, and then what's Laundry the metal fest monterey mexico man that right. was that was the bomb
4: what they what they, they had they brought,
3: they brought us, us two hundred cases of soul beer. <laughs> And I think we drank every damn drop of it.
4: Damn,
3: that was that was the bomb.
4: <laughs> Let's see here. I'm getting I'm getting texts now from people. Who let me ask you some questions. Uh, they're saying, ask if Bad News Bears at the Astrodome with Bob Watson and Enos Cabell in the dugout was his favorite movie.
3: I'll say that again. I'm sorry.
4: What they're saying? Ask if Bad News Bears at the Astrodome with Bob Watson and Enos Cabell in the dugout was your favorite movie.
3: <laughs> no, no, but that was a cool movie, but no, no, I, my favorite baseball movie is probably bull Durham, but mm-hmm. yeah, but no, that bad news bears, the dome, you know, it was a cheesy bad news bears movie, but it yeah. was funny, you know?
4: <laughs> okay. Um, uh, okay. How was it when your music started getting picked up by, like, K&AC? I'm sorry, what about that? When your music was picked up by K&AC?
3: Uh, well, they initially did it uh, with our first record, yeah. so, you know, it goes back kind of to the beginning, so, um, you know, they reviewed our first record and they gave us, like, their highest the five-star or whatever it was, Dale, which was awesome, you know, mm-hmm. huge honor. Um, but they've been, you know, those guys have been really cool to us ever since. So you know, when it first happened, it's a legendary station and and, and uh website and stuff so it was you know, we're all of course incredibly honored and stoked and like holy shit, K N S C loves us, you yeah. know, so it was cool. It made us all feel like rock stars. It was the coolest thing in the world. But you know, it's uh uh god I don't know i don't know what to say other than you know i'm i'm glad they dug it mm-hmm. and, and uh and, and they've they've helped us to to further our further our music since then and, and i thank them for that
4: now do you notice any any type of um like direct record sales from when it when k ac picked it up and start playing it
3: no man i yeah.
4: don't
3: i'll be honest with you i don't keep up enough with the you know w- keeping track of it enough as it happens to know, I mean, I see record sales six months after they happen. So knowing whether or not one direct thing affected it, it's really difficult for me to tell, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, the way it works with the band side, you know, the label sends you a statement, you know, every six months or whatever. So yeah. you got no idea when they actually happened or when they didn't. So it's, it's and, and there's a whole lot of other stuff that was going on at that same time that, that were positive things going for us that you know were driving us into a positive direction so it's it's difficult to to ascertain any particular thing that actually helped do it you know yeah. i'm sure k and ac helped us a lot but i don't know how much impact they had you know
4: mm-hmm. yeah i remember i used to live out in san diego and i used to drive up to la back in the um 80s and just seeing k and ac you know how just how big they were when they were on you know regular radio and then moving back over here to Cleveland, and then just going online, and all of a sudden finding KAC, you know, online and listening to them, and just reliving the vibes that you get. Because I mean, they play some some really good stuff on there, and just and I got I got turned on to like a lot of good bands just from them. And um, I I know with them throwing your stuff in the mix there, you know, it just it's a continuation of you know what they do.
3: I mean, mm-hmm. those guys have been doing it for a long, long time, and they're still doing it today. Hey. You know, it's web-based now, but they're still kicking ass, and they're, they're, uh, you know, they're they're bringing attention to great bands out there all over the world. You know, and uh, you know, uh, bands like mine, we couldn't do what we do without place. You know, stations like them. So oh, yeah. thank God for them. You know,
4: that's it here i got a message here they're asking ask if you ever hung out with zz top and sugar creek
3: um no i don't know who sugar creek is but i've i i've met billy gibbons on several occasions i haven't hung out with the band i have mm-hmm. met billy himself a couple of times i ran into him at a club called anton's and in, in austin about 10 years ago and we hung out and had a beer which was one of the coolest things ever but um no, you know, these top guys, they're kind of, they don't really hang out in the yeah. local scene, you know, those guys are a little, a little, uh, out of my, uh, pay grade, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, so, I understand. Uh, i met, i met, i met Billy and he's an ex- extremely cool guy. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. And, and the man is a, is a genius and it was really great meeting him.
4: Nice. Uh, let's see here. Just a couple more things and we'll get going. Uh, but how can people get hold of your music?
3: The, you can find us anywhere on the web, man. Uh, you know, iTunes or uh, Amazon or any of that kind of stuff. Uh, the physical copies a little tougher to find. Our our, our label is, is based in Europe, so uh, getting them in the U.S. is a little more difficult. But uh, you can find them out there on on uh, you know the more uh, Euro Eurocentric uh, you know. Websites that sell CDs. Yeah. But you can find digital copies of us anywhere on the internet. Anywhere. Gotcha.
4: Oh, what song would you like me to play for everybody tonight?
3: Oh, wow. Uh, oof. <laughs> Curveball. Um, <laughs> you know what? I I, I guess the, the the song we've been kind of pushing the most uh, off this record is uh, Save Us All. Okay. Uh, which is the I believe the first track off of the second CD in the double disc. Mm-hmm. So, uh, "Save Us All" would be a good one.
4: Cool. I played "Breathe" a little earlier. Sweet. That was very, very, mel- very melodic. Man, I was digging it.
3: Thank you, man. That, oh, no that one was was written by uh, our bass player Brent Marches and myself and. Uh, Breeze a little, you know that. I love that song. It's great. It's incredibly difficult to sing live. It yeah. kicks my ass, but uh, it's a cool song. So you know, it's uh, it's one that it's on that we put put down the tape on the record, and, and it came out really well, and I'm I'm proud of it. So I hope folks liked it.
4: Gotcha. Uh, you want want to talk up or save us all? What the song is about?
3: Well, I, I originally wrote "Save Us All." I wrote the lyric behind that thing a long time ago, shortly after 9-11. So it goes back a bit. Mm -hmm. But we recorded that thing originally in 2008, I think. Uh, But I think that the lyrics behind it and the message still holds true with what's going on in the world today. The song's primarily about um, all the strife that's going on. you know with terrorism and all that kind of junk uh related to 911 but the old shooter day and it, it, it it's about US response to it and how it affects all of us as as a people as a nation as a world as humans and uh it's just you know I, I think it resonates nice so I hope, you know I hope, I hope folks can listen to the words a little bit cuz it's not just it's not just your typical fast cars and uh you know hot chicks song yeah it's a little deeper.
4: <laughs> gotcha. Uh, can you do us a quick favor? You bet. Can you do a promo ID for a radio show? Just say your name, the band you're I'd with. You listen to Maximum Threshold and throw something crazy out at the end of it and don't put no thought into it. <laughs> <laughs> maximum Threshold? Yep. Yeah.
3: Okay. You got it. You ready? Yeah. Hey, this is Trey Gather with Azrael's Bane. You're rocking out with Maximum Threshold.
4: i'll buy that that was a good one (laughs) (laughs) hey man i I thank you man for taking time out and talking with us and getting the word out there and we're definitely going to keep keep pushing it out there to get it out to everybody all right bro thank you so much for having me man you have a great night anytime you too man all right bro okay
2: acts of terror, for all whose sense of safety and security has been threatened, of bitterness and hatred and violence, across the world. children whose worlds have been shattered.
6: a smartphone ipod ipad or even roku grab the app tune in and search maximum threshold and hear the show live directly from your device
0: For reliable and affordable Shoutcast audio or video hosting, JWN Media offers complete Shoutcast hosting solutions for business or personal use. All plans come with full listener stats, custom web scripts for implementing your service into your existing website, full server control, super fast network, and huge bandwidth limits. A 99.5% uptime guarantee and friendly, knowledgeable support personnel dedicated to making your hosting experience fun and easy. With plans starting at only $3 a a month you have no excuse not to get a server of your own plus with the option to add auto dj and on demand services you can be confident your station will be all it can be custom plans are also available at their website simply visit jwnmedia.com and click the shoutcast hosting link to get started right now
4: you can now hear the maximum commercial radio show on stitcher radio now, stitcher allows you to listen to your favorite shows directly from your iphone Android phone, BlackBerry, and Palm Pre. On demand and on the go. Don't have Stitcher. downloaded for free today at Stitcher.com. Once again, you can hear Maximum Threshold Radio Show on Stitcher.com. Hey, it's contest time. Be the second person to text the show at 440 252 58 wins. calling call number two. 440 Shoot us a text and you'll win.
5: So what's there, everybody? This is John, the bass player from Night Stalker, doing your flashback for the legendary Cheech and Chong. Cheech and Chong started out with doing comedy, app, comedy albums with such hits as Earache in My Eye, Basketball Jones, Sam his Old Lady, and Sister Mary Elephant. And we all know the great movies, Up in Smoke in 1978, the follow-up next movie in 80, and Nice Dreams. They also had somewhat relatively good uh, feedback with, of course, Serian Brothers. I really didn't like them, I'm not sure about anybody there. But the band did reunite recently and have done a bunch of reunion shows over their comedy acts, which is pretty damn funny if anybody's got to see it. And they're still on tour. They've almost endorsed $120,000 in assets. And then this has been your flashback for the legendary. I know it's kind of short, teaching Sean, but I really couldn't find too much on it. And this has been John from Night Stalker. Rock on, Dom.
0: Here's
2: Brand, Bendix and high heels. Oh, that's what the guys were wearing in the 80s. It's time for your 80s flashback, Where Are They Now? With your
0: host, John from the band Night Stalker.
5: Hey, this is John from the band Night Stalker with your 80s flashback for the band TT Quick. As you all know, martinelio I hope I pronounced his last name right, is currently with the band except which is working on a new CD, and they're touring this summer. And for the lead guitarist, David Petrio, who taught Zach Wild, he's currently a a preacher from what I was reading on his Facebook page, and he builds home, home recording studios for bands. He says he enjoys doing that, and for the bass player and the drummer, I have no news on them right now, but that is your 80s flashback for TT Quick. And keep on rocking with Dom and Dan. Dan, thanks, man. And listen to Night Stalker. See ya.
4: Go, man. <clears throat> I haven't played one of them flashbacks and shit in years. That was of course that was John from the band Night Stalker. They're from like Maryland. That area out there, Baltimore, blah blah blah. That 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 those that area. But years ago, man, and um probably after the first five, six years MT was rolling, uh John was very active on Maxim Threshold. Every week he would do one of these flashbacks for us, and we also had him in the loop for his band, Night Stalker. And it was he, he had a cool little run there, yeah. And then life got in the way and blah blah blah. So I text him when I pulled up my found that flashbacks. I was looking for a little bumper that says in your fl- and here's your flashback, or you know something like that. I, I know I have something on our saved on on the external drive. Instead of like playing like by request, I wanted to play something, you know, like here it goes, an oldies song or whatever, you know what I'm saying? So I ran to them and I was like, yeah, yeah I'll play I'll throw one of these on there. So I threw the Cheech and Chong one on there and the last one you just heard was TT Quick. It's cool to hear Mark singing in that one. Mark's a good dude, man. I just talked to him last week um, after he comes back from his little European run or where the hell he's at. He's coming back on here, so a couple more weeks we'll have him back on here. We're gonna shoot the shit, get caught up with him and accept and see what's going on, man. Yep. So that's 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 what's shaking bacon. So we got this band that's gonna be calling here in like ten minutes, the band's seventh calling. We opened a show with Battle Call. I wanna play another song off uh, the release that I have from Battle Call for you. And this is just an any mini miny mo thing. <laughs> So I haven't had a chance to really dive into their music. But man, for everything I'm hearing so far, it's pretty damn good. It's solid, man. So here you go, man. We're going to play this song here. Uh, let's do... Nobody replaced track seven. I will, though. <laughs> so we're play track seven, which is Deliverance, by Seventh Calling from Battle Call. Here exclusively on your Maximum. Threshold radio show this goes out to all y'all out there and tonight we're somewhere in denver What's going on, people? So I'm just waiting here. Now we got a phone call coming in in a couple more minutes here. So I just wanted to get everybody caught up, say what's going on. Hey, the new Saxon record's gonna be coming out. Uh, so keep your eyes out on that. Uh, let's see. There's a lot of stuff, man, going out there. Keep it man, the best way, I'm telling you, the best way to find out what's going on with them, what's going on, the good news out there. Keep your eye on the Maxim Threshold website Because Rad Chad and I, man We've been updating the shit out of that website uh, We're getting ready, man Locking in Nams coming up in January <clears throat> He's going to be out there Hooking up, getting us interviews And all that good stuff like he does every year And After the beginning of the year, man It all starts all over again Festivals and concerts And all that good stuff I got a couple of shows I'll be going to later on this year. Uh, we got, uh, no, 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 no. Let's see. So got still Panther next month. Uh, we got morning wagon show. The end of this month on the 29th at the garage shop out in Cleveland Heights. Uh, man, I mean, there's a bunch of other stuff. I just, I just got so much on my plate. Just you know, trying to coordinate all. In March, we're doing it, doing a show with um with, with Udo. If you guys like Old Accept, you need to go check him out. Because he's playing all Accept songs and all the ones that he sang on. So check that out. It's going to be fun. producer coming and walking in here and asking me a question and a step away for a minute on oh, the background you hear some morning wagon that's uh wrong some new new morning wagon material so if you guys are at one of the morning wagon show you'll hear you hear his rocking ass song out man that's just a straight up rock song rock and roll baby oh says killer solo That's me yeah that's right yeah <laughs> That's right, and you know, with the new singer, let's we'll see how that all, to see how that works out with him. If he can handle it, <clears throat> going from a cover band to be one of the top bands in, in the nation. <laughs> okay, so i will play one more song here, and then um, hopefully we get this we get a call in here in a minute. So I'll be back after this. Here, in Max and Threshold. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. This goes out to um, my unborn children. some threshold you're on air
2: hey how's it going
4: oh pretty good man what's shaking bacon
2: i'll tell you
7: what just walked off the stage at the sword metal festival like 30 seconds ago playing a set and it's hot (laughs) not so much out not so much outside
4: though (laughs) (laughs) where's the where's the festival at
7: we're at savage minnesota is where we're at just south of minneapolis and st paul damn city area in minnesota
4: is it is it cold as shit up there or what
7: Oh, dude, yeah, we're at like, yeah, yeah it's about like 10, right? Damn. Oh. <laughs> 10 degrees right now. You know? that, oh, nice man. It's outside.
4: It That's on, good. It's on its way over here to Cleveland. It's on its way. Oh, oh yeah. I ain't looking Definitely. forward to this new new way. Hmm. So how was that festival?
7: I'll tell you, it's going good. We've got the mm-hmm. Mighty Cage stepping on the stage now oh. here. They're setting up after us. And it's been going good. It's been all day. Uh, they started around noon today. Yeah. And it's about a 20 band plus festival with two stages and stuff. And I'll tell you, it's been busy. A lot of people here all day long. Pretty cool, well organized event. You like to get to one of these things that's put together that clicks pretty mm-hmm. good timing wise and everything. Definitely nice.
4: If you see Sean, man, tell Sean Peck from Cage, tell, yep. tell him I said yep. hello. He's a good dude, man. I'll,
7: oh, yes, he is known him for many years. Yep. Done a few shows together and stuff like that. He was uh you'll have to have to pick on him. He's uh, letting a few people here listen to this new project that he's doing. It's called the three something or others, three tremors or something like that. <laughs> and it's like him and uh the Ripper yeah. and Harry Conklin from Jag Panzer are all three together on this Damn. album they're doing.
6: He's
4: doing it he's doing and, with Tim Tim Ripper? What's that? He's doing with Tim yeah, Rip Rose. Ripper. It's about damn time. I told him he needed to, man, because he's right now wheelhouse with wheelhouse with Tim. I told, I've been telling him for yeah. years to do that shit.
2: Yeah,
7: and it's awesome. It sounds really good. I'm just, can't wait till it comes out. Yeah, old Sean, man. Yeah,
4: cool what, guy, you're right. What, Very good guy. Yeah. What do you think about his stuff when he was doing with Denner?
7: <laughs> you know, I like it a lot. I'm a yeah. big uh, King Diamond, Merciful Fate era fan, of mm-hmm. course. Um, but I'll tell you, when he told me that he was going to do it, and he sent over some samples before it came out, dude, I thought yeah. it was really cool. A yeah. little different take on it. He was explaining some of the process today with the guys today on rehearsing and how that all came together. Mm-hmm. Pretty neat stuff, but I actually like it a lot. I think it's really good. Nice.
4: Yeah, I, I like it, and he, he sent out all the um, the demos, too. He, he sent it over to me, and I got to check that out. And then when they were, when they were cre- creeping some of them out, I was playing them, and... I was like, man, because he's yeah. got that voice. He's like, it's it's a it's perfect with with um with Denner and them just to just to jump in here because yeah. he's got such a such a high octave and his range is just phenomenal.
7: I know, and he does it live well too. Yeah. Very angry screamer he is. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's good to I love seeing him live. It's yeah. awesome. You know, what's what's like, like the what's what's, a, up
4: with those guys. what's the turnout there at that festival? Was it good? Oh, let's
7: see. I'd, I'd say we got at least, well, it's saying say in here for this type of event for the club and where it's at and the size, mm-hmm. I think we've probably got about 500-plus people that have come through the doors.
4: Oh, that's not bad. And have been
7: pretty, pretty consistent so far mm-hmm. all day long in both rooms, the way it seems to me anyway. I guess I could be wrong. Maybe some of the same fans go back and change some yeah. of their clothes maybe and come back <laughs> later. <laughs> I don't know, but it seems to be a pretty good turnout, mm-hmm. I would say, around – you know 400 people 500 people something like that
4: mm-hmm. now when they have they have that set up is it um like both are both stages are they set up about the same size or is one a lot smaller
7: the one side is different it's mm-hmm. in it like built out of the corner yeah. it's a pretty good size stage fairly deep um, but it's still out of the corner a little smaller than the stage that we're that we just got done on in the other room it's like the big the big wide open stage that they have in that room, so it's a big venue on the one side, and the other side's more set up like a, I suppose like a little club aspect or whatever, okay. little bar aspect, and you order your food and stuff, and then you can still talk to people, whatever. You really shouldn't be talking and ordering food at a metal concert <laughs> or whatever.
4: Hey, they got to make their money. Out, you know? That's right. <laughs> they got to make their money though. <laughs> oh yes,
7: they do. <laughs> they pay the yeah, sound guy. Stage a little smaller. It is. Yeah. You know? <laughs>
4: Let's see, for the people who aren't familiar with you and your music, you want to give them a quick little brief bio on on your band?
7: All right. Uh, the band itself, the name. we've had our start, uh, the first record, come out in 2007, and that was entitled Monuments, and we've released a couple since then. Uh, the final one that we're on now being Battle Call is the most recent release, and uh, we're just kind of playing a mix of stuff through different members and years that I've had involved with me through the project uh, mm-hmm. since the beginning when we started. So right now I've got the guys that were with me in Las Vegas uh, when we were out there located for a few years until I ended up moving away. So now we're all kind of long distance to a point working as music. Two of us are where I live at in Sioux Falls, and then uh, one guy's in Minneapolis, and then the drummer is from Las Vegas.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So how's the music the scene up there?
7: In Sioux Falls? Yeah. You know, not too bad. We've got a couple. Uh, I'd say two live venues that are really good for original stuff that push it. Uh, one is called Bigs Live. It's called, and we play there a bit, a few times, and uh, they usually have like uh, national concerts and whatever. Pretty good venue, good size, about 400 capacity, I suppose. And then the other uh, place, uh, Behemoth and such, just came through here a while back, and it's called the Icon Lounge. Okay. Uh, really cool room, uh, right in the middle of downtown, and those are the two main original venues. Pretty mm-hmm. busy, pretty much every night. They've got something going on. Definitely
4: nice. So you feel like it's um, is it building up or is it like staying like at the same level? You
7: now at this point, Sioux Falls seems to be from what I of where we're at anyway. Of Sioux Falls anyway, yeah. the scene seems to be picking up. We're getting a lot of bands that that town has never you know seen like. We just had Guar come close to here recently, which that never happens. Uh, <laughs> and then we have uh, other bands that finally started coming through, like we finally had Accept come through here on the last tour, and we had uh, Queen Drake finally hit Sioux Falls now coming through. And but well, you get to bands like that. But when it comes to the these original shows, we just did Seventh uh, Colony just did a show opening for LA Guns here a little while back. Oh, cool! And uh, they've never been in Sioux Falls ever, so that's pretty neat, you know. And we got. Uh, coming up that's going to be one of that same bigs live and i believe if things work out maybe we'll be on that bill too we'll find out do it I'm man because kind of the they because on my
4: my band we're opening up for them here in cleveland and yeah oh, right on. and they got the, the band that's with them is um elm street and they're uh okay. they're a okay. band out of brisbane and those guys are pretty damn good for 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 an aussie band gotta check them out awesome mm-hmm. dude right on and that's
7: gonna be awesome. That's like March. They're coming. Yeah, I think.
4: yeah. They're they're we're awesome. playing Cleveland March third.
7: God, awesome, dude. Yeah, I'm look,
4: looking forward it <laughs> because he's playing. He's playing all except music. <laughs> yeah, all the stuff that he does. It's,
7: no, it's like living in an animal house. No yeah. original stuff. That's right. Of his own. Just except stuff. Wow. And he's got his like son. Su- farewell, kind of thing. Yep. Is he's
4: right? he's got his son playing the drums, and um, ah. and he got Bill Bill Hudson playing um lead guitar with him is pretty cool. And Bill, man, he's been in so uh, many damn bands. TSO. Celador, dude. Yep. Yeah. Yep, that's him.
7: TSO. Yeah, wow. That's awesome. That'd be a good show. I didn't know he was playing guitar with that project. Yep.
4: Yeah, he's been cool doing that wow. for, pff, I think, about four months or something. I know they're doing, oh, he's right doing on all on the 30. European and coming over here to the States.
7: Wow. Last time I seen him in concert, it would have been with Celador. I was they were doing Gamma Ray. Mm -hmm. on the majestic tour years back yeah that was something to see
4: that was fun i saw him i'm not sure if it was this past year or the year before when he was in he was doing the tso thing Mm -hmm. and um yeah he he does a good great job what are they gonna do now tso they're still rolling they still got their two um they're still gonna keep going yep get their east coast west coast thing going Hey, some big money maker they ain't gonna stop that oh, Yeah, yeah no, you know chris Caffrey's pushing that too <laughs>
7: yeah i know isn't that awesome i just seen him yeah. with metal church here a while yeah. back selling oh. in on one spot playing guitar mm-hmm. for uh rick yeah their one guitar player i don't know why that was he wasn't here on the tour but yeah, yeah he was he's a nice guy yeah
4: um Caffrey. rick was sick i forgot what what he had it was something like food poisoning or something that it took him out for like a month or something
7: yeah, pretty big deal. And I mm-hmm. ended up seeing him in Des
4: Moines, and Chris was on that, and it was still awesome. Yeah, it was it was cool, man. The thing the thing was really weird about that is um, when when Chris is on the road, like with with Metal Church, he won't do any interviews or anything. He tries not to associate himself, saying that he's in Metal Church. He's just he's just Ow. a hired hand of that band. Sure, yeah, sure. But you know, everybody wanted to and see him though.
7: <laughs> on the gun, go on the tour. That's right. Go on tour.
4: <laughs> uh, so let's let's talk a little bit about seventh calling man and, and all i know is i, I played a couple of tracks off off um battle calling and, and i my phone's been lit up but people are loving it. So want I know how, how they can get a hold of it and they want to know more about your band
7: right on uh four piece uh i'd say kind of a modern-esque traditional heavy metal i guess we're uh old school f- hints and flavors to it i guess i'd call it mm-hmm. um and we're actually tonight we just debuted we're moving forward with a fifth member and we're going to add a guy into the just a lead vocal spot yeah. i'm going to go ahead and back off of the lead vocals myself and just go into backgrounds and harmonies and that type of thing uh, building the backgrounds a little thicker and whatnot mm-hmm. um you can find us on facebook it'd be uh Official Seventh Calling, uh, Facebook.com slash official Seventh Calling uh, on Facebook. Uh, reverb Nation, you can look us up, it'd be reverb.com sla- slash Seventh Calling. Um, and you'll find songs on there to listen to from like the Battle Call and some past releases as well. And uh, current information usually on the Facebook. Uh, online Metal Promo, uh, Ben there, he's pretty good about having stuff on their page if anyone was to go to their press page. Uh, that's who we work with with our press agency and such. Um, and you can find our music anywhere, like from CD Baby, and then to iTunes, uh, Amazon, MP3, YouTube Music, iHeart Music. Uh, you can buy us all over the place, pretty much digital download, uh, actual physical copies. Um, on all of our both of our releases, "Monuments" and uh, "Battle Call" are both in print right now. Uh, the "Epidemic" record is the only one that's Digital only for download. Uh, right now, we haven't got any of those in stock anymore. At this point, uh, they make more a little bit here in the future. Mm-hmm. Might come around, but we'll go ahead and see. That's kind of what we're working with now: is new material and a new face look and kind of an upgrade to a point.
4: Nice. Yeah. yeah you got to you yeah. got to change it up some.
7: Have to, you know, mm-hmm. reinvent reinvent things. Sometime, That's right. You got. You
4: know? I always thought that. For a band um, that, that wants to stay out there and be fresh and everything, you can look at it as like a, like a wrestler would. You know, they can't they can't stay that same persona, that same character. They got to evolve. They got to change it around. And so when they do that evolution, they'd be bringing more people in and they still have their old fan base. So it's sort of like the same thing. I don't know. I don't know how the hell I brought wrestling into, but it kind of it does work, though. <laughs> well.
7: It's, you're right. It's yeah. training. It's a good analogy. You know, you put that together with that, and, and you got to invent yourself. You got to keep inventing yourself to keep the wheels rolling. Mm-hmm. Uh, things might go stagnant. You know, grass might grow under your feet to a point you yeah. can't do that. Uh, you're exactly right with that for sure. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty good comparison. Like that. <laughs>
4: right. So, so how did you guys get on this festival?
7: Uh, ben helped us out, and then I know. Mm-hmm a lot of the bands that have come through on this thing today from used to being located in Minneapolis years back. It was about two thousand nine when we went to Las Vegas from Minneapolis. So some of the people that are here I know from the scene from back then. And then of course like Sean Peck and those guys, Seventh Calling and Cage, have done numerous shows together over the coast from coast to coast over the past years and stuff. So that's been kind of fun seeing those guys and then the guy that put it together, the bass player for the uh for the Minneapolis version of malice i guess i'd call it the, their band because it's not like the j reynolds 80s malice not to be confused with the same style of music Um uh, different band but the promoter uh is the bass player for that band his name is raymond mm-hmm. so really nice guy and i had brought him into sioux falls at one time so it's kind of a show swap to a point thing because i brought those guys in iron kingdom through sioux falls at one point and then uh for this year, he thought he would offer us to come up and play on this thing, too. So I was like, yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. We haven't been in Minneapolis since we took it out in 2009. So it's kind yeah. of cool to be back in the area with the name again.
4: Right, let's see here. I got, I got a text here. Somebody was, they're listening to the show right now. And they want to know, they say, they're saying, ask who is a better singer, you or present-day Paul Stanley?
7: <laughs> Me or Paul Stanley? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Paul's my hero. I don't know. I tell you what. I think uh if if you compare me in the Lick It Up album, he'd be better than me. <laughs> now, a totally different style of music. Yeah. I would say that uh I wouldn't sing his stuff and he wouldn't want to sing mine. How's that? That's
6: <laughs> kinda of neutral, isn't it?
7: I hear you. Answer <laughs> the question. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. I think uh singing this stuff I think I do it a little better.
4: Yeah. He wants some yeah. another I got another text from somebody else. They said, "Are you related to General Custer?" Nope,
7: because I had my last stand
4: yet. <laughs> he wanted you to say say "Whoa, yeah." <laughs> oh no. <laughs> "Whoa, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> so, are you still standing outside?
7: Yep i by buy the truck cooling off. It was that hot on that stage, man. I'm telling you. It was like 200 degrees.
4: Mm.
7: You get off that stage, now I feel all nice and comfortable. So of course, I got like a big fucking coat on, too, though. So <laughs> That helps.
4: <laughs> so you said Cage is on there right now?
7: Yep. They're just doing their sound check thing, and they're going to get going here in about a minute or two.
4: Gotcha. Uh, let's see here. Just a couple more things here. and We'll get going here. But I, I definitely, I, I'm gonna, I'm, like I said, I've been playing your music here since I got it. And, man, I, I've really been digging it. I wish I would have got turned on your music like a long time ago uh, because I definitely would have had to s- kept this in our high rotation. And I'm definitely going to, I'm putting it into our system uh, starting tomorrow. So it'll be up there so we can get some rankings on there and definitely um, push your music on our site and throughout all our other affiliates as well.
7: Awesome. I totally appreciate it. Big time. Thank you.
4: Well, no problem. And one more time, how can people get a hold of your music? What are the, some of the websites and where they can buy merch from you?
7: Okay. Like, say, if you're going to buy straight from the band, you can go to Big Cartel. So it'd be 7th Calling Official, you know, at bigcartel.com, dot bigcartel.com. Um And then you can order direct from us. We have monuments release, battle call release. We have t-shirts, patches for your, heavy metal vest, and more. We've Mm -hmm. got uh, other stuff you can read about on the band on that site, and then you can also get our music directly through, like, uh, all the distributors that CD Baby handles, and they have a site for us. You can order direct from them, or you can go, like, onto Amazon MP3 Music. You can digital download or order physical copies. Same way with YouTube Music and all that stuff. You can order and purchase and download and iTunes music, we're all over the place on that. And, uh, you know, I'm trying to think of about 15,000 other places they have us on. Can't think of them all right now, but basically, if you look us up, look up Seventh Calling on Google, too, as far as that goes. There's a pretty good search engine on that as well that comes up a lot of stuff on us uh, as well. But you can get our music pretty much anywhere. And Facebook, of course, Mm -hmm. official Seventh Calling on Facebook.
4: Gotcha. I got another question here. This come from Hellion in our chat room. He's asking if you're psyched for the new Judas Priest that's coming out.
7: Very much so. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Love that. The last record was awesome. I was interested in the production, but it was really cool. Yeah. Went and seen him with Saxon. killer
4: mm-hmm. I'll
7: go do it again.
4: Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Uh, can you do us a quick favor? Yeah. Can you do a promo ID for a radio show? Just say your name, the band you're with. You're listening to Maximum Threshold, and throw some crazy out at the end of it, and don't put no thought into it.
7: All right. This is Steve of Seventh Calling. And you're listening to Maximum Threshold show. Turn it up.
4: Perfect. That was great, man. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I definitely, man. I got to keep you back on, the, get you back on here again down the road. And whenever you got anything else you're pimping out or anything, man, just hit me up. You have our number here. You can call her any Saturday night when we're live, and I'll just I'll pop you on the air here.
7: Oh, great deal. Thanks a lot.
4: No problem, man. And have yourself a good one.
7: Hey, you bet. You too. And I'll hit Sean up for you. Sounds good. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Okay. Have a good one. You
4: too. and yeah man i want to thank steve again for being on his show tonight and we got some new seventh calling coming on right now man this is exclusive here i'm maxim threshold this here is going out the groove and all you other crazy fan fanatics out there is loving this seventh calling this here is fate's hammer here on maximum threshold radio thanks for tuning in everybody thanks steve for calling in